What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Dissect That Film, where we dissect your favorite films, film franchises, and TV. Today, on a new episode of Fresh Cuts, we are talking about the film everybody is talking about. The new. The improved, I guess. The Batman on Vengeance. Batman, yes. The Vengeance. The Vengeance. That, I just, could we just note how many times they just call him Vengeance? Four times, I think, in the whole And it was all Catwoman, right? That calls him that? He says it once, and then she says it the most, and then the one guy at the very end. Right, right, right. (laughs) Well, I am your host, Brett Parker. Joining me, as always, is Dan and Angela from DNA Gaming. Welcome, welcome. I literally, not even 30 minutes ago, stepped out of the theater, just saw this movie. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I'm late to the party. They they saw it like a couple days after it came out. I had to wait a few more days, but I finally saw the movie. So we're sitting down and talking about it. Yeah, good thing we're sitting down because I guarantee right now Parker's rocking like a hard 12. <laughs> <laughs> All I that know is movie. That. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you just want to start. It's fucking awesome. This movie rocks well, let parker go first yes this go go movie fucking <laughs> rocks all right some people might go into this movie going there's a lot like this doesn't feel like batman no this feels more like batman than anything we have ever gotten ever except for comics of course where batman is a fucking detective in this movie there's he's doing detective work he's side by side with commissioner well uh, whatever he is in this movie, Sergeant Gordon, Lieutenant Gordon, whatever his yep. rank is, he's side by side with him. We, and the thing is, we don't get that much Bruce Wayne compared no, to Batman. Don't. He is Batman so much in this movie, and I loved Wayne. every fucking minute of it. I love emo Wayne. <laughs> I, you know. I was, I will admit it, I was one of those people that when Robert Pattinson was announced to be the next Batman, I didn't immediately go, oh, fuck, this is going to be bad. But I was like, ooh, all right. That's an interesting choice. This is a a choice (laughs) I I wasn't expecting, but I went in, you know, I always like to give people the the, the benefit of the doubt. I know he has done so many things after, you know, the, the, the movies that really put a damper on his on his uh, career, which is the Twilight Saga. And he's done a lot of good movies since then. I think Robert Pattinson is a fantastic actor, and and he has really just cemented his his stature into just being a fantastic actor and a fantastic Batman. Yeah, I I definitely was one of those. It's like, oh, what, is he going to sparkle? That was my... That yeah. was my first comment when he was sparkly Batman. No. Yes. I'm like, damn. That's always the joke, right? That's what I said. I wanted Batman to sparkle. <laughs> the Gotham felt grungy and dark. Oh. This movie is dark. Yes. Dark all the time. Even when it's daytime, it is dark as hell. Mm-hmm. And I love it because that's how Gotham is in the comic books. Like Gotham is just, it's just filth. It's sludge. It's, just corrupt people it's it's new york city times a thousand it's yeah always rainy or dark overcast even even when it's sunny outside and he's like i'm like 
where's the sun? Right. It's still dark. Yeah. It the the cinematography is fantastic. Everybody in this movie just knocks it out of the park. There was I, I loved that the conversations between Gordon and Batman, they were very they were kind of like a law and order episode where it's yeah. they're going back and forth with their theories and the things that are going on. It kind of seems like they're going like, especially uh, Gordon, he's going a little bit extra when he's like in those conversations. Yeah. yeah. Kind of, but that's just the way commissioner Gordon is or Gordon. He's not commissioner in this movie. I know. Just I stating know. the so- fact he's not commissioner in this movie. I got to pull up yeah. Biden DB real quick, just so I can get everybody's all the actors names. But yeah, just a reminder for anybody that, that oh, oh sorry. I was gonna say Go just, just a reminder for everybody that this does take is very early on in Batman's career. Yes. This so movie just takes so everybody place knows. Two years into Batman's yes. career. So it's very so it, he's very new to the the whole thing. I love how vulnerable Batman is. Yes. He's not he doesn't put on the suit and then immediately, you know, yeah, he kicks a lot of ass in this movie. Yeah, but he, he also does. gets his ass kicked a lot in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Like I was telling Angela and I were talking about it in like one of the first fight scenes in the movie. Like he just goes in and starts like fucking boxing some dudes, like taking them out. But like during the whole fight, like he's taking hits to the back mm-hmm. and shit like that. Yeah. Guys are getting on him. Like he's not a flawless fighter. He's not a flawless detective either. No. All yeah, right. He doesn't put on his suit and be- immediately become bulletproof. Well, right. he does, but I mean, he is pretty bulletproof <laughs> in the movie, but it's he's not dope. taking those bullets and just moving on full strength. Yeah, he, he's still he's, taking them, and it you it shows. Yeah, yeah. You know, another character could take a note from this. You know, Leatherface from getting you know hit with a fucking double barrel shotgun, a point blank, would kind of take it out of you. <laughs> Poor Leatherface. Fucking yeah. <laughs> If you haven't checked out our uh, our Texas Chainsaw fresh cut, you should do that. Pl- boy, yeah, please, please. We, if, we this talk- is your, if this is your first episode, check that one and watch Jurassic Park three. Yes, I got to get one in every always, episode. <laughs> always got to shout out Jurassic Park three in Absolutely. every episode. All right. Well, I, I mean, I, I want to go into greater detail uh, farther into the episode, so. I want you two to tell me what you guys thought of the movie. Let's not try to spoil anything crazy. Kind of just, you know, the the usual with fresh cuts. Go ahead. I don't care who goes first. <laughs> Out of all the Batman movies that I've seen, because I've seen almost all of them that have been made, except for Batman vs. Superman. Um, I love the fights. I love the... the um, the characters, the acting was phenomenal. Riddler's actor, oh. awesome. Um, the costuming, love that. Um, I do have the music in it was amazing. Oh yeah. Um, and this is probably my favorite Batman costume. Oh, dude, this suit with the cowl. So good. Like it's yeah. how his cloak it's like comes up, yeah. yeah, it comes up around his neck. So and I good. only had a few. I only had a few dislikes. So, okay, but I'll get into that later. All right, uh, it's great. I, I, 
when I went in to see this movie, I want to. It should be stated that I had very low, uh, not very low, but I had lower expectations for this movie. Not because it was Robert Pattinson, because it was another Batman movie. The last Batman stuff I had heard wasn't that great. I never watched it. Most DCEU films just don't do it for me. So I, I didn't. And I'm not a big fan of long movies. I've bitched about them a lot before. I'm just not a big fan of longer movies because, like, the thing is, the movie's got to be great if it's going to be long. If it's a long movie and it's mediocre, you're stuck in a three-hour mediocre movie. That is my concern. Like, I'm very conscientious of my time, right? I enjoy to use my time the way I want to use it. However, like I said, I went to this movie, thought it was fantastic. This is probably, I'm going to watch it again when it comes out, and we'll determine my verdict, but this is probably going to end up being my favorite Batman movie outside of live-action Batman movie, because I still love Mask of the Phantasm. The pacing was great for even being so long. The dialogue felt fantastic and natural. Robert Pattinson may be one of my favorite Batmans just because of how he acts as Batman. When mm -hmm. people talk to him, or even when he's not Batman, people mm -hmm. talk to him and he, he doesn't talk a lot. He doesn't carry yeah. on long-winded conversations. He speaks when he needs to speak. He's very, like, observant of the situation. He's more concerned about what's going on around him than engaging in, like, dialogue with people. Outside of some scenes where he is in really, like, very rarely is he, like, really into a conversation with somebody. Right. Um, Zoe Kravitz was great as Catwoman. I like how they did her in this. Um, Colin Farrell's fangin was oh fucking awesome. God, it he was is, so good. He's so he's, good. I don't you, know. You mentioned that um, last, the last time. And I'm like, I was Colin Farrell. Yeah. Like I hadn't looked Unreal. to see, I didn't look to see who, who all was playing, who, as far as like secondary to right. Batman and Catwoman. I want to get into this more later, but I, I don't know who the fuck was the Riddler in this movie. I have no clue who that guy is, oh. but he did a fantastic job as said character. See, I didn't even look that up. Paul Dano I, is the one who plays the Riddler. Well, he plays Edward Nasham as he's yeah. named in this movie because yeah. it, which I, it, I liked that he wasn't Edward Enigma because it just, it's a, it's a silly name for a very realistic Batman film. As far as, as it's cause I'm not always the biggest fan of like making things grounded, but I love how they handled this. Mm -hmm. uh, even though he was a little bit different, I like how the Riddler was handled in this movie. I like how all the characters were handled. Uh, the fight scenes were great. They weren't over, they were oversaturated. The fight they scenes were, were the choreography for the fight scenes were great. They were, they were brutal too. The lots of cool practical effects. I learned one scene was practical. We'll talk about it later, and I was like, "No fucking way!" But I will talk about that later. One of the coolest Batmobiles. But Batmobiles, dude. I, I love so good. the best. Love the Batmobile. The so good. It's. I know we're gonna overhype. I mean, I'm, at least I'm gonna overhype the fucking out of this movie. But yeah. it's the detective part is my bet is my favorite. He felt okay. I don't know when this is coming up and we haven't covered it yet, but I have watched where we have watched Batman forever. So that'll be out. <laughs> uh, that'll be out after this. Okay. So I'm not, we're not going to talk about that specifically, but the two entire jarring films here. Right. But it's just every, like he, this felt like, like how the Riddler would act in this, right. like lots of use of how I feel the character would be in these, some of these situations. And even when he's Bruce Wayne, it's it's an interesting interpretation of Bruce Bruce Wayne, but I like it a lot. Just everything, I, everything that's been said already, 
It, it's it's a fantastic fucking movie, and you should see it. As long as you have an interest, you should see it because it's it's a, it's a longer movie. But I never felt at any point my I was never like, God, is this movie almost over? Is this really three hours? Oh, no. I was just I wanted in the more. Fucking movie. I wanted oh, more. Absolutely. When it ended, I was, I was like, like, keep going, more, please. Give it to yeah. me. <laughs> the yep. ending, though. Oh, the ending was great. Uh, Gordon did a yes. great job. I love just there's a there's a lot going on in this movie. Jeffrey I Wright like, does a fantastic job as Gordon. I like him as Gordon. Probably one of the best ones. He's really good. He's between, really good. Gordon. It, it's between him and Gary Oldman from the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. It's. And this, like Gary Oldman is probably he is definitely top. Yeah. For me. So. To go through the information on this movie, um, it this was directed by Matt Reeves and written by Matt Reeves. He what did he do is, before this? He was the director of Dawn and War of the Planet of the Apes. Oh, which okay, yeah. Andy I feel Serkis that now. As Caesar. Yeah. Uh, Andy Serkis, of course, plays Alfred uh, in this movie. Who Great job. Yeah, oh, fucking yeah. fantastic Alfred. Just Everybody compl- pretty much does a great job. <laughs> That's the thing is, it, 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 I love how Alfred gets younger. Through the the Batman movies, that for you know, first we got, I mean, I don't remember who was in the '60s, but we got Michael uh, Goff or Go or however you pronounce pronounce his I think last it's name. Goff. Goff. I think that's I think, that's how Justin that's... pronounced it when we recorded uh, the Returns episode. But he, he um, can't beat him. So Michael, yeah. yeah. So Michael Goff, of course, fantastic as Alfred. Uh, then we had Michael Caine. As Alfred, which was fantastic. Like was, every Alfred, to be honest, has been great. You had uh, Jeremy Irons was Alfred yeah, uh, during yeah. the the Justice League Batman v Superman time. Which, to be honest, even in his short period as Alfred, and there, like every Alfred has just been so good. But it seems like Alfred just gets younger and younger, which is I'm okay with it. Andy, I love Andy Circus. He's a fantastic oh, yeah. actor. Um, of course, he is the man behind Gollum from Lord of the Rings. He's the man behind. Uh, he was King Kong in the 2005 King Kong. He's Caesar in all the Planet of the Apes movies, uh, the newer Planet of the Apes movies. And he was in Black Panther. And he's just yeah. so oh, good. You name all these characters, but you forget his character name. What is that? He's I'm just fucking with He's, he's Ulysses, he's Ulysses Yeah, Ulysses. I know. I know. But you're just like, oh, he's the guy from Black Panther. Like, don't do that. And and uh, he was in uh, Age of Ultron. Right. That yeah. was his first That's character. That's the same character. Yeah. It is. I'm just giving yeah. you shit because I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie uh was released March 4th, 2022, so very new. Uh it came in at 176 minutes. This movie was an hour and 56 minutes long. I want to point this or two out. 2 hours I think this and 56 is... minutes. No, no, it's almost good. 3 hours long. <laughs> might as well be, really. Yeah. I just want to point this out because I feel this is important to the show and to our audience. We watched it first before Parker. So yes. if you're wondering why it's late, it's, the, a, it's this I'm just reminding state. everybody. That's why. <laughs> oh, you're the, the budget mean? was. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> we just got our first like negative comment on our channel. So I'm just trying to process it. All right. We're not going to go with too in depth about it, but. Yeah. Uh, this budgeted around 185 to 200 million dollars. Uh, currently is sitting at 318.2 million as of today. I know his voice. Whose voice? Oh, he's in Marvel stuff too. Why is everybody in Marvel and DC stuff? Is the Watcher from the Yeah, the Watcher from What If? Yeah, 
Well, yeah. we didn't know. It. I didn't know that. Now I'm looking up his stuff. Bitch. He was in Westworld. He's been in a lot of stuff. Dude, he's in Green Eggs and Ham. Oh my god, I knew I <laughs> recognized him. I'm not gonna lie, it's a kid's book, but I fucking love reading that to my kids. Carry on. <laughs> I John Turturro's in this movie. Fucking mm. awesome. As Falcone. As as Carmine Falcone. Or oh, yeah. Far, Falcone, sorry. Uh, Peter Sarsgaard is in this movie. I don't know who you know that is. He was well, he's um, just... he was the DA. The one... It's, spoilers, oh, was everybody. Now? We're going to jump into spoilers. We really are just going to jump right into this, yeah. so buckle okay, up, yeah. because we are talking about well, spoilers. There's like 800 Sarsgaard. They're like... Um, no, so, they're no like, this is Sarsgaard, not Sarsgaard. Oh, okay. You got to okay. get it right. Okay, I apologize. You guys, I don't know what's up with your camera, but your camera keeps zooming in on you. So now, like, you're cut off and stuff. I don't, I don't know what's happening. I don't know. It's not moved here, so I don't know. User uh, error. I haven't touched it, so I'm just kidding. <laughs> Technical difficulties on my part. That's okay. Your your side's gonna be way bigger than mine, and that is okay. Um, yeah. So he, so Peter Sarsgaard, who plays the the DA who is one of Riddler's victims. He's uh, married to Maggie Gyllenhaal, who played, uh, she was in The Dark Knight. She was, um, what the hell's her name? I know you're talking about, I can't remember. Rachel. Rachel! (laughs) She played Rachel in The Dark Knight. So it's cool that they both got to be in a Batman movie. I didn't know he was in this movie. But when that scene happened, I was like, I recognize that guy because I just watched a show with him called Dope Sick on Hulu. Oh, yeah. You've been talking yes. about Dope Sick. Yeah. So and I, he is I've a big part a of that. Episodes of that. She, uh, he's really good uh, in that show. And of course, I think to be honest, as much I love Batman, I love Robert Pattinson. And I think he did a fantastic job. Paul Dano did a fantastic job as a Riddler, but fucking Colin Farrell is the penguin. Oh my God. Oh, he's just dude, so, he's good. so good. You cannot, there is no way if there's no way you can even remotely know that is Colin Farrell at no. all hit by no, his voice, by- his mannerisms, everything. He's just so Nothing. good. This just shows how great of amazing of an actor. This man is he's fucking amazing. Dan was reading stuff. Uh, I guess Robert Pattinson didn't even know it was Colin Farrell either. On set, no. the first time he saw it, he yeah, had no they idea. They ran into each other, and it was kind of just like a "oh shit, sorry" type deal. And like, he later, I mean, he later on was like, "Oh shit, this. that's Colin Farrell." Damn, side by side <laughs> of him it's and wild. his penguin, dude. He is a dude. Fantastic fucking penguin. Fantastic. Oh, so good. This is he's comic. not even in the movie that much. No, because he's <laughs> not he's not a a big player in the game as much because you know Falcone is the 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 main guy and 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 his name is Oz. They so the GCPD and Batman they call him Penguin, but his yeah. name he introduces himself. He's just Oz, and that's sure how what, everyone calls him. No one calls he's not. They not once say Oswald Cobblepot. He's Oz. He introduces himself as that, and that's what people call him. I'm sure eventually he will be referred to well, that because I'm sure he'll show him more. What? So, uh, sorry, don't mean to interrupt you, but they no, are no, doing a, HBO Max is doing a show based uh, around the Penguin from I this heard movie. About this. Yes, I heard about that. So we're probably going to be getting some deep dives into this character and to, to, to just to see this character in a full-length show, it just kind of focusing on his 
evil doings, I think is going to be great. I mean, look at what fucking Peacemaker did after Suicide Squad. Peacemaker is like one of the most popular shows out there right now. People are loving on that show. On a, I still got to watch it. Yeah, I haven't even watched it. So, But I've heard great things about it. And he was just, he's one of the side characters from a big ensemble. Yep. Hold on. I'm, I'm telling something to Angel, but look at him. Do you, do you remember him from the Eternals? Yeah. That kid? Yeah. We don't have to add this. I was telling Angel something. No, we're going to talk about that. We're gonna, I know what no scene you're talking way. about. Yeah. 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 With uh, yeah. Barry Cognet. Okay. Yeah. We'll talk about that scene when we get to that point. She, um, didn't, she didn't She didn't. know that. Somebody told me this. I was like, no fucking way. <laughs> it's like, okay. I, yeah. I had a feeling of who it was when they were talking. Yeah. Anyway, Karen, sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt the, the flow of the podcast. So, um, to continue on everything, uh, Michael Giacchino fucking did the music for this movie, and it's one of the best Batman scores oh, ever. It's so that good. theme is just fucking amazing, and the way that they use "Something in the Way" by Nirvana, fucking mm-hmm. dude, it yeah. gave me goosebumps. It's one of my favorite Nirvana songs, and the way that they incorporate it into just the it's just because it's such a dark song. It is um, just because you know the if you ever look into the you know when. Kurt Cobain wrote that song you know of course he, he was a very in a very dark place most of his life and mm-hmm. that's pretty much what came out of it so to incorporate it into this dark and grungy movie which is what it is there is no light there's just no light when we talked about that in the beginning when the sun is out it's still dark you just never feel safe you never feel close, like I'm out of the woods the closest you get is the very very end of the movie yeah, the very, very in. Which is a great shot, which we, you it, see oh, it in the trailer, yeah. but it still feels so impactful when oh, you yeah. see it again in in the movie. I love that there's no origin story behind Batman. You hear becoming about Batman. it, yeah. It's it's one of those like we're throwing it here and there. I like that they changed up the um, the Wayne's uh, murder and kind of they tweaked it a little bit. It's not and yeah. like you know. Um, uh, the the father was running for mayor and the the mother was there was hidden files of her being crazy because her fucking parents like it was a murder suicide with her parents and yeah because they're the arkhams yeah it's insane just to be able just to hear the like you always heard about you know arkham asylum or in like movies like this it's arkham state hospital this in mm-hmm. the and joker the joaquin phoenix movie it was arkham state hospital it wasn't arkham asylum yeah just because you can't like in 2020, you know, in the 21st century, asylum is kind of not a word commonly used. Nobody wants anymore. to be associated with asylum pictures no. anyway. Hey, so. uh, Jimmy's <laughs> over in the asylum right now. No, and it's, it's <laughs> he's at the hospital. But yeah, it, I just love the new interpretation of the Riddler. This Riddler is fucking insane. He's a mix between yep. the Zodiac killer and the the Kevin Spacey character from Seven. He's just kind of molded into into mm-hmm. both the costume very reminiscent of um, the way that if you've ever looked at com- uh, composite drawings of what the Zodiac supposedly looked like, yeah. he wore a very similar um, outfit. The The shots of him performing his deeds. Oh, yep. just that first one where he just undoes the tape before he's yes. going to do what he's going to do. And you're like, ah, just so good. Yes. It's very like, um, I can't come up with the word premeditated. Like the, he's like, this is what I'm going to do. And like, 
it just flows with how he is as a character. Like it's it's all a show, basically, mm-hmm. and it's all yes. Like and then the uh, but like you said, he actually feels like a proper serial killer. Mm-hmm. Like he like he like especially with this. Like I know people talk about this, but he's literally like um, you get late, especially late in the movie, really feel the vibe of it. Um, very very end is he's literally like um, he's like a dude from like this like YouTube or 4chan. Like he's got like his own little followers of buddies and stuff that watch yeah. his videos and stuff. Yeah. And his little group that he's got. Yeah, like it's like really wild. And I was like, oh, it's like it's very like obviously relevant to you know stuff that people do today like even us doing a podcast or or us that stream you know right it's wild i still enjoy his his riddles okay yes. that aren't really riddles but you know but no but the fact that he uses riddles so much more in this yeah like it's it's actually like a intrinsic part of his character when i feel like his other people who have played this role, it's not quite as important. <laughs> but Listen, you can just talk about it, okay? That movie is fucking, uh, what, 27 years old? Jim Carrey's Riddler is Jim Carrey. Dressed as the Riddler, that was what he was. This I is a comic, it, more comic accurate version of the Riddler. Yes. Yeah, he except... It's more serious. I like his Saw elements, too, where he does, like, a couple of the traps in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Like... I, I know we're doing spoilers, like, at this point, but I want to say one of my favorite parts of this movie is his, um, the very, very end, when he figures, I think he figures out the code. Remember, he after he gives the little, to the carpet, where he says, my confession, yeah, uh, he yeah. figures out later, and he says, he types in that one thing under the carpet, and he plays the video, and it's just him, like not even really like yeah. doing his whole character spiel, just talking to his guys, like, "Hey, like, guys, thanks everybody, I thanks appreciate everybody. all the help." No, and all dude, that. it's so grounded. Like he's not always in this like epic character thing. Like when he's on front of the camera, like he's has this like. Of course, he's a very disturbed individual, but he has this like where yeah. he actually cares about the people that follow him and watch his stuff. Did you read the like, comments not on like the a, side? Some of them, yeah. Like yeah. one of them was like, you can get the mask and the jacket from a, a military supply sh- store or yeah. something like that. Like, was, oh yeah, what, what caliber, what caliber, rifles, what caliber rifles, rifles and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What caliber? What caliber? And they said rifles weren't good or yeah. whatever. Yeah, I was reading some of it while we were in there. I was like, Dude, it's just into but, like, but there are there's people like there's that. Unfortunately, like that. Mm-hmm. definitely. It's wild, uh, dude. It's fucking wild. Let's talk um, Selena Kyle in this movie. She, of course, she has been played by many different people throughout the years when it comes to the Batman uh, series. Yeah, go ahead. She's a woman and I don't like her. Anyway, oh carry on. I'm just, I'm just, I am just fucking kidding. Just chill out. I have one thing that I hate about her whole suit. I oh, yes. Yes. I hate her hat. It's so dumb. Okay. It's like I'm going to defend a, it. She it's like she took a ski mask, cut a hole in it. There you go. So of course it like, it's supposed to represent it's supposed to look like a cat's head because it, it, it like the little she even still has the ears even though I don't think it's on purpose. It's just the way yeah, that yeah. she puts a hat on it. It puts off these little So 
she to me she's not typical selena kyle slash catwoman that we see in the comics and a lot of the movies she's no, yeah. more of just doing like she's more of a, a thief in the way of she's trying to help people like she was trying to help her friend um and you know she's just trying to steal money to make her give herself a better life robin hood-esque yeah exactly uh, i really like the way the what zoe kravitz did with the character um, yeah, the I, yeah, I loved has. her as a character. I just hated that hat. Well, the out, the I outfit did was not. Good. It was very homemade. It didn't, but it didn't match her suit. Like her, her suit looked so good. Yeah, her suit looked intentional to be what it was. Right. Like it, it it, but the hat is just like, uh, like just on it And then when she had the, it had it on. It changed her voice because her nose was squished. I understand. And it made her sound really. Like we said earlier, it's early in all of these people's careers. Like Penguin isn't the big, you know, mob no. boss dude that he is. It, Riddler's just starting out, but you know. Look at what she's. How much? How much do you think she has stolen? And at this time, because she's good at what she does, you mm. can see her when she breaks in the house. She's, she's not Batman good though. But she's good <laughs> at what she does. She is. She is. And I think she's still crafting her trade. Because she's still, like, like uh, you know what I mean? She's uh, polishing her trade. Like, she's still right. got to get it down. Like, all the characters are. But think, it's not yeah. like she is incapable of making herself blend in. Because that's what she's trying to do, is she's trying to be able to hide that's why she dresses in black. Yeah, she does wear a lot of costumes, a different costumes in this movie. Like just various wigs, wigs, wigs and stuff in her different portrayals, and which is cool. I like that. They all definitely look great on her. Um, Zoe Kravitz is. <laughs> she's very pretty. Yes, she is. <laughs> but her, it's it's the whole that it just throws it off because it just looks so out of place. Almost like an afterthought. I will say, hat aside, she's a great character. Yeah, I love. I like her Catwoman. Actually, I heard I'd read that she, the way she did her nails, where she did like the like you know the sharp, sharp nails, and, yeah. stuff, and intentionally didn't paint them to make them look like natural like claws. Mm -hmm. I'd read that, really, which is really, cool. It's a nice touch. Really cool design. Um, I like the relationship between her and Batman. I like how Batman is slowly falling for her. You can definitely tell, like he's he's hoping she sticks sticks around, but of course she needs to go escape this life and escape Gotham because Gotham, of course, it's so dark. You know, she and she says, "God, you know, Gotham's going to kill you eventually," and he doesn't say anything because I feel he knows it's the truth. He's going to die in Gotham as Batman at some point in his life. It could be, you know, a year from now, it could be twenty years from now. It, it's just how that it, it's just she can see what's going to happen yeah. when we start talking about pat uh pattinson but i do want to mention this you said that you said something that just hit me you said he doesn't she says it's going to kill him and he doesn't say anything there's a lot of instances where batman is told something and he never says anything mm -hmm. but you could totally get what he's like would what say what he's thinking or what he's thinking yeah, yeah there's like cuz he's so like physically acts really well and like we talked about earlier where he doesn't say a lot mm -hmm. i'm specifically talking about the interrogation scene at the end with the riddler yeah that scene specifically i'd like where he keeps saying bruce wayne yep and you're like 
and Padza doesn't say anything that whole yeah. time. And I'm just like, is he saying it, it so because good. he knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman? You know, is he trying to just is he trying to get that reaction from Batman? Yeah, that he like eventually... he's fishing him out. Yeah, no, did it. God, this movie's good. <laughs> yeah, it's oh my god, Pattinson knocks it. He really does a fantastic job as Bruce Wayne slash Batman. You know, of course, this is a a very quiet. Um, he's not the playboy. You know, Bruce Wayne. He is a very like he doesn't go out much. Like he runs into the the woman who's running for mayor, and she's like, "I've been trying to call you. I've been trying to do this and that." He's like, and he really he doesn't say anything to her. He's just. He kind of yeah. tries to get her to go away. <laughs> That's what I like that he does. Like people will say stuff to him, and he just even as Bruce Wayne and Batman, people will say things to him, and he just doesn't reply. Yeah, like I just like the fact that he doesn't need to say anything to emote, like express. It's right. great acting. He doesn't need to say anything to express himself. And uh, speaking of which, I remember that one line where I think it was during the funeral scene of the mayor. Where Falcone's like, oh, Mr. Wayne, someone that's even uh, more scarce than myself. Yeah. Yeah, because yep. he's like never in the public eye. Yep. So. Uh, the the twists that we get in this movie are, I mean, there's something that we have seen in uh, Batman media, not in, probably not in movies, but um, mm-hmm. Batman, the Telltale game, had a very similar twist uh, as, as this movie one. where you find out that you know, the Waynes weren't, especially Thomas, wasn't the greatest. You know, he, of course, uh, has Falcone kill someone who was going to try to bury his wife. Inadvertently. Right. He didn't really tell him to kill the person. He, it was more of just like, I need you to get this guy off my back because he's going to bury my... He's, he's trying to expose, you know, my wife's past, which... Does it put him in that bad? Like, is he a bad guy? Like, was Thomas a bad guy? I don't know. It's kind of Thomas knew because Thomas knew he was asking. He knew yeah. exactly yeah. who he was asking. Take care. Of, and yeah, keep going. Keep going. But then you find out that Falcone's the reason Thomas and Martha die. Like, he's the one who plans the hit on him, which is uh, definitely a a different twist than what we usually get with the Batman yeah. origin, where it was just some guy seeking money or drugs or whatever it was and yep. he kills you know kills him but the yeah the emotion that Pattinson has as Bruce Wayne like when he confronts Falcone as Bruce Wayne at the Iceberg uh, Club or what was the was it the 40 I, below it's the Iceberg Lounge and then there's Iceberg the Lounge below. was the 40 below club yeah which was the one that was like for like the private you know, it's the yeah. private ones where all the politicians the off the and, record one. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Where everybody's doing drugs. Drops. Drops. Yep. Yes, doing that was drops. the that was the drug of choice in this movie. I love all the political intrigue in this movie. Mm-hmm. You have the Riddler, like all his stuff he's doing, trying to expose these corrupt politicians that will literally bring down the entire city because ev- like all the cops and DA and all that shit are in almost all the cops. GA are all in on this shit and then you have like the Falcone political stuff where he's like pulling all the strings yep. literally of everything and it's just it's such a good build up such a satisfying payoff and of course you find out that Falcone is Catwoman's dad 
which was a was a twist I was not expecting <laughs> no. at all. Yeah, no, no, not even remotely. Like, oh, okay, that's that's a new uh, part of the Batman lore that I have not heard or seen. Well, see, we were talking about Angela. And I were talking about this during the movie because there's the what's the what's the website the the joke that the, the Riddler uses. Oh, is it like the Larada something? Larada something. Yeah. Yeah. Which is supposed to be like rat with wings or stool pigeon or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he thinks it's him. Then he thinks it's the penguin because it's a bird. And then it's like, like, oh, we're, we're starting to talk about it. I was like, hey, falcons are birds. And I was yeah. there. I just threw it out there. And I never thought like he would be like essentially the top of this pyramid. Right. And it was kind of cool how it all just wound up to it at the end. God. I love the scene where Falcone's being taken out after Batman stops him from killing Selena and he takes him out. He's like, and uh, Gordon's there and he's like, I own, you know, I own all of you. What do you think? Like, what do you think is going to happen? I own everybody. And then they open the door. It's like, yeah, how many people actually work for you? And it's yeah, like all the, the cops that really want him to be taken in. But I love bring the rat. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was like, bring the rat into the light. Yep. I Keep love going. when they take, you know, he takes him out. And of course, uh, Oz, the penguin, he comes out and he says, calls him a rat. And then he yep. goes to shoot him. But a shot comes from somewhere else. And he's being on the, he's been pinned to the ground. He's like, I didn't shoot. And it's, I yep. feel it's a very, I mean, this could not even be anything relevant to it, but it very, it seems very similar to the scenario. You know, of course, um, Lee Harvey Oswald killed, uh, assassinated JFK. And yeah, then when he yep. was brought in, he was killed by somebody else while he was being detained. You know, him, his last name being Oswald. It might not even be remotely what they were doing as a kind of a uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. But I don't know. That was kind of my theory on the whole thing. I will say that whole scene where he's like, who's the dude that they they took over the drug operation from? Do you remember his name? Because remember, they snitched somebody out. And there was so much money in the drug operation. Oh, the Maroney? Police and the, Maroney, because that's what Penguin brings up. Like, you snitched on Maroney or some shit like that to Falcone. Yeah. Well, Falcone, that whole scene throughout the great. comics, Falcone and Maroney have always been huge rivals. They've always been yeah. the ones, uh, you know, trying to control the underbelly of Gotham uh, to pretty much take control of the city. Who is that? The lady that plays uh, Dory. The maid. Who's she playing that? Hold on, hold on. So hold the on. lady that plays Dory, I don't know if you've watched this. Our kids love it. Wait, hold on. The Amazing World of Gumball. No. I've heard, I know what it is, but I've never watched it's, it. It's a good show. That's she's, probably... in, she's in a few of those episodes. She's in like 80 episodes. Holy crap. Look, she does a ton <laughs> of voices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the grandma. <laughs> she does her grandma. Oh my God, it's fantastic. I love that she's there. And Alfred is more of like, he's not like Bruce's butler. He's yeah. He's like Bruce's, yeah. you know, confidant, and he comes to him for advice. And I think he does a lot of the uh, Wayne Enterprise stuff. Um, yeah. Because of course, like you know, he's he has to pretty much like drag Bruce out to be involved with Wayne Enterprise because of course you know he can't be Batman without Wayne Wayne Enterprises, yeah. even though he states he doesn't give a shit. He doesn't yeah, care about his here. he pretty much doesn't care about his father or his parents legacy. And but it's like, yeah, but what happens, you know, when you lose out all the money, you can't do this stuff. 
yeah. the things you're doing. Oh, yeah. But this Batman and the way that like his tech is and um the Batmobile, of course, this is all stuff I feel he just he was building in that cave. Like that Batmobile is literally just a uh, I don't know what kind of car they use. You might know. I don't know what it was, but I, it's I think just it's all a fu- custom it's, built. Yeah, he cuss he probably took just a shell of a car and just built all this armor yeah. around it. It is one of the coolest fucking Batmobiles ever. It's practical in a way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It's got a fucking rocket on the back, like a rocket thruster. It's insane. But boy, the first time you see the Batmobile, I got chills. I got Oh, it's so good. Chills. Like Um, I like some of I like some of the over the top Batmobiles, like in the Tim Burton one, and even even in Batman Forever. Is, is, is they're they're cool like right. stylized Batmobiles, but, but this is literally like pre- those don't look like they'd be very practical. Yeah, this is literally like somebody built like a rail buggy and then put just like a body on it. Like this looks like a car from the movie <laughs> Death Race. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Death Race, but it looks like a car that would be mm-hmm. in that movie. Yep, yep. It's just and the thing I appreciate the most out of uh, Robert Pattinson's performance as Batman is he like. Even when like that car chase, but when he's chasing the penguin, is one of the best fucking car chases I've ever seen. It's really good. It's so good. And the 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 weather and the you lights. Psycho? Oh, and his banter, like when all the trucks crash into and explode, and he's like, I got you! I got you! And then it fucking the car just I mean, you see, this is another scene you see in the trailer, but it's still yeah. when you see it in the movie itself, you're just like, oh, Oh my god, it's so fucking good. Oh, when I know. He jumps I, I out of the car, that. all yeah. practical. It's so fucking You can good. definitely tell the way that car lands on the road. It's just oh, so good. So my favorite part of the... I was having to consult with him because I'm, I'm like, was this the movie? Where he's sitting in the dark in the car mm-hmm. and he's just revving, revving his engine. Yeah. Like freaking the, the shit first, out of everybody. That's the first yeah. time you see it. That's the first time you see the Batmobile. Like, just, just all, just even the sounds. Yeah, the jet, that, you that like, like tur- that jet even, engine winding up. You don't even yeah. really see anything, but you just you hear it, yeah. and you you know what's going. It unnerves like oh. penguin and shit. He's like, yeah, fuck. And the, and the penguin <laughs> at first, he's just you know the the penguin's standing in the rain, and which is just every it's raining all the time. Well, yeah. And then of, and then of course the whole city gets flooded, but <laughs> it. And then he's just like, fuck this shit, I'm out, and just runs, and he's like, yeah, grab yeah. the money, and then drives away without the money. <laughs> yeah, I get the money, he's fucking bullets. Yeah, so great. But, yeah, I, that whole car chase scene is just fucking fantastic. From start to finish. Speaking, speaking of practical effects, now this is what I read, that's what I heard, I don't know how true this is, but the entire, it, it's one of my favorite scenes of this entire movie. It's when Batman is raiding Falcone's place. Where he's going after Catwoman, I think, there at the very end. Oh, you're talking about where he like breaks in. He goes in with his street clothes, goes in, shuts the power off. Yeah, shuts the power off and it gets in the suit and stuff. Like where it's all dark and they like there's the scene where he's walking through the hallway, all the lights are out and they're just unloading into him with guns. Right. Apparently all that's practical. That's it was so all cool. lit by mother mu, uh, muzzle flashes. That's it. That whole that, fucking scene. That hallway scene is just elevator scene. Fantastic, yeah. dude. It's it is my favorite scene of that movie. Like, brah, brah, brah. it's yeah. just just the fires, like the muzzle flashes, are like so good. I don't good. care that I saw that 
you see it in the trailer. In the trailer. But yeah. it's like it's so much better on screen. To finish. With context, it's so much better. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It, <laughs> I mean, we talked we talked about because we've we've talked about a few Batman movies, you know, before before this. And you know, Dan, you've talked about how like the fight scenes are just they're just not it. Yep. And I talked about, you know, Batman v Superman having the best Batman fight scene ever. But the it, the the fights the choreography and the fight scenes in this movie are fucking great and oh, yeah. I love he takes shots even though he's wearing this armor like he takes a shotgun blast and it almost like it knocks him the fuck out and he's got to fucking jab himself with adrenaline to get back up like because speaking he's, of that oh speaking fuck. of that you finish finish it we're saying I got a comment about no I'm just that. saying like the fact that like they incorporated that he didn't just like of course she you know Catwoman's getting choked out or whatever was going on or she's about to get shot and he's just sitting there trying to figure out how to get up it's like he didn't just like get really like pumped up and then get up no he had to fucking take a thing out of his pocket he's got a compartment where he has to jab that thing specifically to then get his ass back up and then he's fucking just wrecking this dude so somebody pointed something out online. I was reading, and again, this is this is just something I read on Twitter, so there's no viability to it. Somebody yeah. said, you notice he takes the vial out, mm-hmm. and it's like this fluorescent greenish-yellow liquid, yeah. and he puts it in, and he kind of goes into rage mode. Somebody said that they think, and this is a good theory, that that may be some derivative of venom, which is the toxin that Bane uses. The, it, like not saying it's like the full strength stuff that Bane uses, right. but it's like it's green. That's what the same color right. stuff Bane uses, but it may be a diluted form that's like a, essentially a really high, a very strong adrenaline. Like it's a really quick because he like just rage beats the fuck out of that dude. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He just goes yeah. to town on him, and I love that. Like you know, Gordon runs up and he's like, hey, and he's just he's about to deck Gordon. Yeah, I love when he like, decks Gordon in the. Yeah, in GCPD, <laughs> and, he, and then they see each other later. He's like, "You could have held up, should have hold that punch." He's like, "I did." <laughs> <laughs> that was great. I will say I like that because that whole scene where they're like, "Okay, I need you to punch me," and then like, at, never gives any intel when he's gonna do it. Just does it randomly yeah. in that whole dialogue. I mean, you and then, can't tell him when it's gonna. You know, it's so good though. It's so good. I love yeah. how that whole scene played out. Oh God. Oh, if if you don't mind. Because I mentioned this earlier, if we can if we can skip to this part, I mentioned how Batman is flawed in this movie, and I like that yeah. because I, I everybody loves a superhero that wins, right? He's wins a guy. Day, he's just a, he's a dude guy, yeah. And he can still make mistakes. He makes mm-hmm. mistakes on you know in fights where he gets hit and busted up. He he misreads or misinterprets or makes mistakes when he's solving the Riddler's puzzles, mm-hmm. and at, at at the end of the movie, he fails. Yeah. He at the end of it, outside of I know they catch the Riddler, but he fails. Right. He does not stop his plan. Nope. Yeah, again, let's talk more about the Riddler. This is, he's just, Paul Dano, uh, he has done a few other roles that are very creepy, and he's a very eccentric actor. He was in There Will Be Blood with Daniel Day-Lewis. Mm-hmm. He was in a movie called Prisoners uh, with Hugh Jackman, uh, which was directed by Den- uh, Denis Villeneuve, who did the newest Dune movie. He did Blade Runner 2049. He, he's a great, he's a fantastic actor, and he does a fantastic, I'm going to say fantastic a lot in this episode. I already have, but he's fantastic <laughs> in this movie. He just, it's well-deserved. It, 
he like his videos that he does on the news, like when he posts the the videos of you know the freaking commissioner getting killed, which they would never show on the fucking news. Movies, no, why do you do this? I don't understand. If uh, there's a video that's sent to a news station, it's like this is you know the commissioner getting murdered. They're not gonna show it. They're not gonna yep. do it. It's <laughs> that and people that don't sleep with fans on. I would like to point out, so you guys know, 100% of all serial killers at one point in their life have drank water. I'm just going to say that right now. Um, <laughs> there may be a connection. You're, you're, I mean, you're, I don't think you're wrong at all. That's, that's the, the truest statement I think you've ever said on the show. Do you know what I want to say about this guy? You said his name was what? Paul, Paul Dano. Dano. Okay. Illegally using part of my first name for his last name i don't agree with but secondly more importantly he, he looks have. when he finally you see him out of the mask mm. and 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 i love his motivation that he literally just wants to be noticed like yeah. he wants to be somebody significant like that's who he wants to be and when you see him in jail out of his mask he looks like the most basic random joe schmo you would see on the street which I know was their point. He just looks like a regular fucking dude. Could be anybody you cross on the street. And I, I just, and I love the fact that his backstory, because I don't know why books, media, comics, and stuff don't understand this. His backstory, he has nothing to do with anything. He's not connected to anybody. He was he an orphan. He way. was an orphan that was part of the orphanage that. Yeah. But yeah, outside of that, outside of that, but like yeah. he didn't work at like Wayne and he works at some other company. They just yeah. randomly mention like he yeah. doesn't like outside of that connection where somebody mentioned like if, if he shows up in a likely sequel they're going to do, yeah. it'd be really cool if you find out the, 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 the reporter that was trying to dig up information on the Waynes's, uh, ended up being, that ended up being his kid. Would be an interesting connection to all this. Well, I was talking to EJ earlier, but anyway. But I just like the fact that, but like, really, he's not like, oh, I worked for Falcone or I worked for Wayne Enterprises or I worked was, for something else. He was just, he was, he, that was his connection. His, he yeah. did it under his own validity. He just, yeah, he that, did it on because yeah, he wanted he just to. He denied something yeah. from yeah. And, Batman. And that like, goes to one thing. One thing I really like is because Batman's big thing for most of this movie is, is and I love that, by the way, because he really is portrayed like the original Batman, where he was some, to, to ad lib a line or, or borrow a line from, somebody much better than myself, he was a weird Avenger of the night. Like, that was what he was. He wasn't a good guy. He was out there trying to protect people, but he would beat the fuck out of bad people to do it. Like, he mm -hmm. didn't care. As long as he was wanting to be scary, he was not wanting to be seen in a good light by anybody just to make, make be scary to criminals. They yeah. wanted him them to fear him. And Riddler literally copied what Batman was doing in the wrong way but copied what he was doing to do what he wanted, what he thought was right. But he just went about it the wrong way. And you find it this whole time. He's like, he just wanted to be like Batman. He just wanted his reassurance or confirmation that he's doing something good or he's doing something right. But again, entirely the wrong way. Yeah. Like I feel when the Riddler starts killing, like when, he, uh, you know, the first person that he kills is the, the mayor. And what an opening scene to this movie oh, yeah. where it's him. You don't know it's him. No, you don't know who it is. You just know someone is spying on these people. You don't know who the people are. You just see this kid and he's dressed up because it's Halloween. 
Yeah. And before I continue on that, uh, one of my, my uh, gripes with this movie is the um, voiceover from Bruce Wayne. I don't like it. I don't like voiceovers where he's talking about like things he needs to do and stuff like that. You know, okay, when, okay. when things are happening, like he's riding his motorcycle, but you can hear his voice in the background. Okay, like, yeah, I need I to be better. I need to, you know, blah, blah. I, I'm not a huge yeah. fan of that. And that was probably my least favorite part of this movie, which is I not that major. Dislike. But the whole opening scene is just fantastic. Cause you're like, is this Batman? Who is this? And who are these people? And mm-hmm. then, and and then you start slowly piecing things together because you find out that the guy is watching. Um, he's watching the news of his debate with the the woman who's running against him, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then everything goes down. You know, the Riddler attacks him, kills him, and all that. The Gotham renewal plan. That's what it was. It's all yeah. down to the Gotham renewal plan because that's what she's against. And then yep. the current mayor was for that's running against this lady. Yep. But I had seen the very first time you see him, like when he's standing in the shadows. Oh, yeah, I didn't see him right away. I saw him first. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, because you didn't see him till the second time when he walks past. Yeah, because you just it's it's the front shot of the mayor. I and you can see, see over his shoulder in the his darkness clothes. and yeah. you can barely see his silhouette. It's you see so like good. the shit. You see like the, the shine from his glasses, yeah. like a reflection. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, like, very, oh. very awesome. And I pointed, scene. but he didn't notice. And then it was so like, gross. The movie I didn't see. I didn't see her yeah. point. <laughs> I, I was focused. Like I was in this movie from the beginning, dude. But yeah. I'm, I'm more of one that notices things in the background. Except for you noticed in um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre when the guy was sitting. You saw that, and I didn't. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm usually good at catching things in the background. So, of course, this movie definitely leads us into sequel talks, and there's no official announcement that there is going to be a sequel to this movie, but you can guarantee that there's going to be a sequel, maybe there's a couple sequels to this there's movie, uh, especially with how uh, with the, the last scenes we get, which is in Arkham State Hospital, uh, where the Riddler is he's freaking out because... He feels he failed. He feels, you know, gosh darn it, Batman stopped everything. This is not what this is not what it was, because the thing was, is he was looking for recognition. He was looking for attention and all the attention went to Batman. And everybody else to that are going to make Gotham great again. And he has this conversation with this other inmate, which at first you just he just sounds like another guy with a really kind of creepy voice and then when they zoom in on him through the bars you can tell he's got he's disfigured he's got some shit going on with his face he's got some scarring near his mouth but and you're like okay maybe but then he starts cackling and they both start laughing together and you're like you sons of bitches you're gonna do this in the second movie you're gonna bring the joker into the second movie of of the series like that like the dark knight trilogy did and i'm all for it because the Joker's my favorite character, and I am excited to see what they do with him in this franchise. If he is even going to be in the movie, they, I mean, uh, the actor who um, played him in the scene, uh, he, you know, of course, he's been asked a bunch of questions about, you know, what he's going to be doing. Of course, he can't say anything because it's not yeah. official. But fuck, man, I, I can't with what Christopher Nolan or with he. I'm giving all the credit to Heath Ledger. What Heath Ledger did with the Joker in The Dark Knight yeah. 
in that world was fucking fantastic. I can't wait to see what kind of Joker we get in this um, universe, uh, especially with how they did the Riddler, which is fantastic. I will I will say this because we were we were talking about it, and you kind of get clues as to what he's talking. This this you know you assume is this just because he's like something about. He says something about, well, you end up being a clown, but he's like, well, I guess there's worse things that could happen to you. And it's like all these like, and then you see the clown face Joker gang, like guys like running around. So the ones that like Batman beat up in the beginning. Yeah. Like you see them. you see, I didn't didn't really think that was who that was. I just thought, well, no, no, not, not, I'm not saying that's the guy, but I'm saying is there's dudes dressed around, dressed up like clowns running around causing problems. Mm. So what my thought was, this is my theory, this is two years in. You see a book where he says year two Batman project, where it kind of sets a timeline. Right. I think the Joker's been arrested by Batman before. Because these these clown guys exist. They're either copycats or they're part of his gang. Mm -hmm. Because just because he gets arrested doesn't mean the gang is necessarily going to stop. Because why would a bunch of dudes run around in clown makeup? I mean, let's be honest. I but, like the one I mean, guy it, that has the half and half. He has just the yeah. regular. He's got his face and he has half the paint. It's kind of, you know, a subtle nod to two like face. An, and it's almost know. like an initiation. Well, see, I don't know if that was two face. Yeah, I didn't think about the two face thing, but I thought I don't it was think that kid was going to be two face, but it was kind of like a hey, you know, hey, yeah. two face. Because he wasn't all for what they were doing. Right. And I will say, I hope this movie, because of how they handled the penguin, how they handled the Catwoman, Falcone, everything. I hope this move like they keep obviously do multiple movies, but they handle the other characters like they should. Like maybe the second movie, you know, maybe the Joker is the main bad guy, but like the Riddler still has a few appearances in it. And they don't just completely just like, you know, in some movies like a characters in it and they either die or just never show up again in sequel movies. Like I want this to be a right. in-depth, like I know it's just Batman stuff, but in-depth, like flowing world, like where you'll see the penguin, you'll see these, you'll see these other guys. Fuck, maybe, yeah. um, damn it. Well, I, mean, yeah. I want Clayface and Mr. Freeze, please. I feel like those characters, yeah. though, because of the way this universe is, the, the way that these movies are made, like Freeze and Clayface are just not part of that equation because they're not I, I agree. grounded characters. They're very supernatural. Um, yeah, there's a lot of other characters science. they could use. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of other characters I could use, but I know this was going to be very grounded. But I, I, that right. upsets me because Mr. Freeze is my favorite Batman villain. Mm. Um, by far, not the shitty one, fucking Schwarzenegger. Which, which no, blows talking- my mind, which blows my mind that I'll bitch about this in the movie, but Paul Dini did such an amazing, Paul Dini and Tim Bruce did an amazing job making the best Mr. Freeze of all time mm-hmm. with the Batman animated series. And nobody's done a good one since. He was really good in the games. Well, yeah, I, exactly. Yeah. But Paul, yeah. but Paul, but then, uh, Bruce Tim and Paul Dini also had a hand in all that stuff too. Right. Exactly. Like he he inspired what Mister Freeze is now, like right. the Batman animated series. But anyway, um, oh yeah, we didn't mention because you were talking about earlier. Well, I, well, you were talking about earlier how he felt the the um, Riddler felt he failed, and I don't think he failed. Thought he failed because. Batman stopped anything because he succeeded. Like he blew up all the walls. Oh, yeah. They had all these bombs around the seafront, flooded Gotham. Bunch of people died. Uh, the mayoral candidate, the, the girl was running, ended up getting shot. I don't think she died, but she no, got no, shot. No, no, because she gave that speech at the end. Yeah. yeah. And 
I think he was mad. He was upset and pissed because when he asked Batman about it, when he actually talked to him, Batman didn't approve of what he was doing because he was trying to emulate Batman and get approval from where Batman's like, ah, you know, fuck you. You're crazy. He's like, what do you mean? And like, and that's where he's like, you haven't figured it out yet. Have you? He's like, I gave you far more credit than you deserve. Like, and like, it's, and I think that's what he was pissed about that Batman didn't approve of what he was doing and Batman didn't end up being this great. Cause that was all it was for him. Even in the comics, it's this big mental game where he, mm-hmm. where Riddler wants this competition. He wants this person to go up against. He wants to win, but he wants this great rival. And uh, he didn't get that. Because, I mean, admittedly, Batman's greatness, but he's just not as good as a detective as he will be when he gets older. Right. Uh, I love how hands-on Batman is with, he's not always in the shadows. He's, uh, he, like, at the end of the movie, when they're picking up the rubble and saving people, he's there, you know, putting people into the 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 gurney thing that goes up into the helicopter like he's carrying kids like and and helping save them in the date during the daytime which you can't really tell because it's fucking dark in all the time in this movie but i love that scene he's dirty he's it's oh man this movie's just so good but it all goes back to what the mayor candidate bellary all says to him earlier that he could do better. Well, see, I don't I don't think that's it either. I think that helps. I think that kind of gets him into the the minds cuz he wasn't going to at the then he he kind of he kind of hesitates and then he starts, but Watching I think a lot on. has to do with the kid. Mhm. See, I think it's the kid from the beginning. It's a lot of things. It's the kid and I think it's the whole thing with the Riddler. Because remember when they end up fighting the one dude, beating him the fuck up, the one of his, the one of the dudes that dresses like the Riddler, and he says, "Who? What's your name?" And the dude's like, "Vengeance." And then like he gets all these things to realize that, which this is a great analogy toward the comics and any Batman media to begin with, is he realizes the Riddler is doing what he's doing because of him, mm-hmm. because the great debate in the comics for Batman is if Batman didn't exist, would any of his rogues gallery? Are the reason that these people exist because of Batman? If he stopped being Batman, would there not be a Joker? Would there not be like not like stop being, but if like he never became Batman, would we have Joker, Clayface, Mister Freeze, Poison Ivy, the Marionette, whatever? Uh, like that's that's what I like. He like at the end of the movie, I don't think it's like oh Batman's just helping. Like I think he's kind of like realizing like I can't be a a a, a, a dark you know, hidden figure that's taking out these bad people. I need to be a symbol of hope and light for Gotham. I can't always hide in the shadow all the time. Like, even though I know that's where he prefers to be, he has to be that beacon of hope. So we don't get more imitators like the Riddler that just want to do what he does, but do it wrong. But that's just my theory. No, I, I like it. I like all the theories. There's a lot of theories that you can come up with. Um, watching through this movie. I can't wait until I'm not probably not going to go see it in theaters again. Um, just because it's very long and, uh, I really enjoy sitting on my couch and watching movies, you know, and being able to pause it and go to the bathroom. But it was, it's definitely one of those movies. It was, yeah, it was a fun experience to see it in theaters. I do still enjoy going to the theater and seeing movies like this, you know, on the big screen. Um, yeah, but I can't wait you, to to see it again and really dive deep into it, watch it multiple times, and kind of get other you know pinpoint other things because there's a yeah. lot to unravel. It's a it's almost three hour long movie. There's a lot going on. Yeah. It's it is it it is if um 
this definitely isn't a Batman movie I would recommend to children. Um, no. no, not even. It slightly. is so it's very it is, harsh. It is probably the darkest Batman movie we've ever gotten. Like, um, there's an F bomb in it. Yeah, there is. Well, it's PG thirteen. They get they get one. Yeah, they get one. <laughs> but uh, it's this this movie's dark. This movie is dark as hell. Not like not like visually dark. It is visually dark, but it's also just dark. The, yeah. There's murder. The, there's blood. The rats. Yeah, their Batman is brutal. Uh, yeah, he's, just the things that go on in the it's it's yeah, and it's long. Very so much. A, it's, it's trying it's to have your subject. kids sit through this movie. It's very adult <laughs> subject matter. We didn't take any of our kids. It was just the wife and I that went. Decided they didn't want to go. If you can, if you feel comfortable enough, and if you have it nearby, we do recommend you watch it in theaters. Because I recommend you watch any movie in theaters. Um, I'm a huge advocate for it because. Personally, I've never mentioned this on this podcast, oddly. Mm -hmm. I have more memories of watching movies in theaters than I do watching them at home. Sometimes I have it growing up, you know, movies I watch, but like the cinema is an experience. And this is the kind of movie you really need to experience in cinemas. If you can, if you feel comfortable. My only gripe with this movie is the freaking lights. Oh, yeah. The lights on the the motorcycles are shining your face. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, why do you. I'm in a dark theater. Yeah. I'm like doing this number. I'm like, I'm. I think it's to give a contrast. I can understand Batman feels. I will say, though, that. Um, fuck, I thought I had something. I, I do it. like their their attention to detail for like Gotham. It's not just a we're going to reuse this city. They added other yeah. details like the cobblestone street. Mm-hmm. Like. I, I enjoy that. It didn't feel like Chicago. Yeah, it didn't feel like Chicago. <laughs> Just Chicago. New York. It felt like more like New York City because it was on an yeah, island. Yeah, like more like New York City, but they changed certain aspects of it to make it different. It felt it felt more like this is legit Gotham, like a yeah. fictional city. Um, yep. I love yeah. I love how they they is Gotham Square Garden. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I absolutely. thought that was funny. Oh, absolutely. Man. Well, I think that's about all we could really talk about right now. Um, we're definitely down the road. We'll do a full in-depth review on the on the movie when it comes out uh, on Blu-ray, digital, whatever, so we can sit down. I can take notes, and we can really go through the plot and stuff in depth. Yeah, there's, there's a lot we didn't touch on. Exactly. So there's, there's, there's a lot. That way you guys can experience it. If you've yeah. gotten this far and haven't seen it, you still have stuff that you'll be just, able to. Yeah, oh, just hey. make, yeah, make sure... Uh, you watch them go watch the movie before you watch this review because there is spoilers. We did yell spoilers way earlier in the episode before we jumped into it. So um just we made it five there. minutes in. We made it for a little while. We had a good run. I know. Yeah. We we did really good this time as opposed to other times before we got to the spoilers. Oh, I will say that this one of the big inspirations for this, and it's actually a graphic novel I've read and it's really good. One of the big inspirations for this movie was the killing not the killing joke, fuck. The long Halloween. Mm-hmm. It's a great graphic novel. If you've not read it, it's really, really good. And they actually just made uh, movies, two animated movies out of it. Yes, they're great. Yeah. I've watched those, but I mean the, the graphic novels. I'm sure they animated them. Matt Reeves. There's actually a collection put together by Matt Reeves that I think you can buy at your local bookstore, like Barnes & Noble or whatever. That is Matt Reeves' um, graphic novels that he 
used as uh, inspiration for this movie. So it's like, of course, the Batman Long Halloween, and there was a couple other ones that I actually had never, that I've never read. So I actually might look into that and read those graphic novels because, boy, Batman graphic novels are just, I don't know if I've read really a bad one um, in the ones that I've read. But other than that, that's going to be it for this episode of Fresh Cuts. Uh, if you have any thoughts or opinions or whatever that you want to share with us, you know, tell us what you thought of the movie. Make sure to oh. leave a comment on the video. Uh, make sure to like and subscribe on on YouTube. If you listen to us on podcast services such as Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, or Good Pods, which I highly recommend, it's an app I use right now to find any podcast you're looking for, any subject, it's really easy. Uh, make sure to leave us five stars and leave us a review if you can. I know Apple Podcast does it and Good Pods. Um, yeah, that's uh, this is another fun week. Next week on Fresh Cuts, we are going to be talking about the new release movie from Netflix, The Adam Project. Uh, so that will be our next Fresh Cut. Uh, that will be a little bit more in depth as it is a Netflix movie, and we can actually take some some notes on it. So that'll be next week. Uh, this Wednesday will be our Resident Evil Apocalypse throwback episode, our video debut of that. And on Friday will be Batman Forever, which is another Batman movie with the Riddler in it. <laughs> One step closer to the worst Batman movie. Exactly. I can't wait to talk about this next seen two. I have not seen that movie before, so get ready for me to bitch a lot about that movie. Just I want like to thank everybody. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Batman Forever. It was just. It was. Well, I'll we'll, talk yeah. about it when we talk. Make sure you check out the episode. <laughs> Make sure to check out that episode on Friday of us talking Batman Forever. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a doozy. Absolute doozy. Gonna be something. Thank you, everybody, for the support. Watching, listening. Uh, it's a, it's a lot of fun doing this every week. So thank you nice. all for the support. Until next time, I am your host, Brett Parker. Over there is Dan and Angela from DNA Gaming. We are Dissect That Film, and this has been Dissect That Film Fresh Cuts. We'll see you all next time.